0: Welcome to the
1: podcast. I am Joe Posnansky, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome.
2: Thank you for having me, Joe.
1: There, you know what that is. That is a rested response, a well-rested response.
2: I've been resting up for whatever two months and preparing. We've been doing nothing but preparing for the podcast. We've been researching. We have a, a team, as as everyone knows, we have a team of researchers, yes, a team of researchers, who sure. comb through data. And, and analyze the sports landscape and, and assemble all sorts of files. We've got binders and files of research oh, in front of us. So we you just rest assured that we know we've been gone for a while, but you are about to get some primo, just A-plus sports analysis and research <laughs> thanks to our, our, our legions of researchers.
1: It's the, it's the researchers. Right? We, don't, we don't even take credit for it. It's all of their hard work, their dedication. To this uh, to this podcast, uh, so we should announce that this is uh, a new. It's it's the new era of of the podcast, uh, which you might have already noticed because we didn't have that weird and eerie little tone sound at the beginning uh, yeah. of this thing that uh, you know that uh, that Nick Offerman hates. That he's literally texted <laughs> both of us to say how much he hates that. Um, it is a new era. We are uh, we are going to try something. Nobody believes we can pull it off. Uh, but then again, nobody thought that this thing was going to be last seventy three years, right?
2: That's right. I mean, and when you just to be clear, when you say nobody believes we can pull it off, you include us. In that. <laughs> yes. We don't believe. We can
1: well, pull it off. we're the only ones that actually care what's going to happen, so we don't believe we're going to pull this off. We are going to try uh, something new with the podcast. So, and what we what we like to call this, I we actually have never even discussed this. I like to call this. Uh, Shorter, but more podcasts.
2: How about that? You like <laughs> it's that? Real, it? A, a brilliant name. A, it's catchy. A, it's memorable.
1: Catchy, memorable and, and perfectly describes. What we're going to do is we are going to uh, split these uh, podcasts up uh, so that you will get... A, uh, you will get podcasts every week. That's, well, that's the idea. I don't know that you're really going to get podcasts every week, but that is the concept. And, uh, so they're going to be a little shorter. So you will be shocked by how short this podcast is,
2: right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're saying 45 to 50 minutes for the podcast and then separately 45 to 50 minutes for the draft, which will be given to you in a different file or whatever you call them a different actual uh, podcast episode
1: (laughs) yes episode you didn't have to call it a file or anything but yeah um special it it will be uh essentially there will be a special draft podcast that will be that will be built entirely around the draft and then uh special i guess segment podcasts which is what we are doing now uh and uh we've already wasted you know four or five minutes already but but this thing is going to we're gonna let's we're gonna keep it under an hour all right, that's I, you know, I mean, that's a,
2: that's a safer bet. <laughs> Let's say it's under an hour.
1: We're going to try to keep it in the forty-five to fifty-minute range. We're going to try to to, you know, why, you know, why? Because people have been clamoring uh, for us to make this more professional. Don't you think? Don't you think that's out there?
2: Yeah. Although, to be fair, well, to be fair, there are some people who were clamoring for it to be more professional. There yeah. are probably more people who when we try to make it more professional <laughs> complain about how it's more professional and totally and get say, mad at us they're Yeah. They're like, what, but the whole, they'll say things like the whole point of this is that you talk for two hours about nothing. So why are you changing the whole point of what you're doing? And, and to be fair, we don't know. We don't, well, we don't exactly know why we're doing it this way. Now we don't have, there's no reason. There's no logic behind well, I it. I do. That, I do. No. I, okay. Go ahead.
1: I've got, I've got a reason. I've got a reason because we are not changing anything on our end. We are still going to babble on for two hours today, but we're going to split it up into two podcasts. So you're just you're going to get it spread out. It will be just as unprofessional and meaningless as it's always been. It'll just be in in bite sized forms. Right. Don't you think?
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're play, if you're hitting play on some kind of podcasting app. And you just have whatever autoplay on, it will just continue <laughs> through. So it will be like you can just close your eyes and pretend like nothing has changed. That's right. But if you but if you only have, let's say, a fifty minute commute to work or something, you will be able to feel as though you went on a journey <laughs> from beginning to end. And then on your way home, you can another do journey part, part two of the journey. Yeah. So oh. in theory, nothing has changed. It does feel a little bit like we are, um, we're doing like, uh, I have a friend who went to see Lord of the Rings. Right. And the original movie with his wife and it, in, it, they were watching Lord of the Rings and they're like two hours in and she leaned over to him and said, when are they going to get to the mountain and like throw the ring the, how long is this movie? And he was like, Oh, Oh no. And then he said like, this is only the first <laughs> of three of these movies. <laughs> And she was like, you've got to be kidding me. And and I believe got up and walked out of the theater. Yes. And so, so what we're trying to avoid that problem, right? We're trying to say like, let's, let's, let's give this thing to you. This, this massive, unpleasantly long thing. We'll still give it to you. We'll just break it up into pieces so that, you know, going in, like, I don't have to listen to this in one fell swoop.
1: 100%. You, can... you know, before. Uh, you you have a colonoscopy. I know that comparing mm. this show to a colonoscopy is 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 fair. Is fair actually? Um, you got to twice do that whole. You've you've never done one. I have, I have not. It's, it's You know impending. what? You should. It's, I'm, it's, I'm uh, just gonna it's, tell you.
2: It's coming. It's. I'm 45, and uh, I've been told that it's probably in the next couple of years. Well, let my... me just
1: say, all right, you know, and we'll just throw this as Science Appreciation uh, Celebration. Sure, uh, this year's your Science
2: Appreciation. <laughs> Perfect. Science Appreciation
0: Celebration.
1: I have a friend who, who literally, uh, in the last six months, has uh, been. Uh, um, you know, he found that he had very severe four, you know, stage four colon cancer. Oh, brother. Uh, very, very scary. It, it, I tell the story because it has turned out okay. He, he actually, the cancer went into remission and everything is gone, but it is a, it is a real reminder and I've been putting it off as much as I can. Seriously, get a colonoscopy. I mean, it's yeah. just, you know, he it literally would have saved everything. I mean, he went through hell. For for months and months, and if he had gotten a colonoscopy, uh, he it would have been caught early, and it, none of this would have happened. So um, there you go. There's my science appreciation.
2: Science perfect segue into our first segment. <laughs> what comparing comparing our own podcast to one of the most painful unpleasant, and unpleasant,
1: horrifying <laughs> things. And I think that's fair. And again, you split it up. You split up the unpleasantness uh, because everybody says, and uh, and having been through this, uh, I can tell you. Um, It's, it's the preparation is way worse than the, cause you're, you're under, you're, you're sleeping for the colonoscopy itself, right? It's the preparation. You have to drink all this gross stuff. And anyway, uh, I don't think we could have started this any better, frankly. I think the new era of, of, of the podcast starting with, uh, uh, with a colonoscopy is, is perfect. Um, so we're going to do it. So actually this week, because it is, uh, we returning, uh, after, after a little time off, I opened it up the, uh, the, uh, uh internet, uh, portal. I, I just asked people on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> to, to send us some stuff and they did. And we actually, uh, we have a new segment. I don't even know. You don't even know this coming. Uh, we have a new segment coming up, but in the meantime, uh, uh, In addition to that new segment that will involve people, uh, people did send in various uh, things that I think directly relate to our segment. Two different people sent in questions for what will be this week's Fruit Talk.
2: Fruit Talk. Fruit Talk is... is Really for the people, right? It is. It's, it's a it's a public service we provide. So the more people get involved in Fruit Talk, I think the better the Fruit Talk segment will be.
1: No, that's right. That's right. In fact, we didn't even want to do Fruit Talk. Look, we know Fruit Talk is not profitable in in our incredibly profitable business. Fruit talk is sort of like it's, it's our it's our nonprofit. It's our pro bono
2: work. It's our yeah. pro bono. Yeah. It's, work. it's exactly. like we're, we're a white shoe law firm that <laughs> handles a lot of corporate mergers. But in order to sort of balance the scales, we use our power for good as well. Right. Pro That's bono right. by doing fruit talk. Yeah,
1: exactly. All right. So two fruit talk questions going to be an epic fruit talk the the honest from uh, I guess who he has his uh, photo is uh, of honest Wagner so I either is honest Wagner or somebody who who wants to be wants to know your thoughts and my thoughts I guess, but mostly your thoughts on hybrid fruits like grapples and apriums.
2: I have a very perhaps surprising as something oh. of a, a fruit purist okay yes a uh, surprising take which is I love all of them. I really yes i think they're great i love pluots pluots especially <laughs> i think are incredible pluots are good uh, there they, there's okay here's the thing fruit talk uh has always acknowledged that there are um there are huge discrepancies in fruit when it's even slightly not perfectly right that's right right that's that is a fruit that's, that's right. a consistent fruit talk take yes is so so that. this all comes with a caveat of like these things have to be fresh and and ripe at exactly the right level because the, I have certainly eaten a couple pluots in my day that have been subpar. <laughs> it? It's not Who like there it? it's not right. like every every single uh, hybrid fruit is is always great. But in general, basically all you're doing is you're eating a you're taking a bite of a fruit salad that's contained in one kind <laughs> one of fruit. fruit and fruit salad rules and is great and so i have i have not only do i not have a problem with them i'm actively i actively support genetically modified crossbred uh gregor mendel style fruit experiments because i have yet to taste one and i haven't had all of them but i have yet to taste one that doesn't taste awesome and and delicious so you know, like i'm super pro
1: You're right. You're just right. You're just yeah. right. Look uh, I've tried that. You, have you tried the apple pear? I don't even know what that's called, but it's that apple pear combo. Delicious. I
2: Absolutely assume it's delicious. a papple.
1: Papple? <laughs> if it's not, it is now. Okay. It's a papple.
2: Uh, del-
1: delicious. Absolutely sure. delicious. Um, I had something the other day. I don't know if it is a, an actual hybrid or they just, it's just a name. It was called, it's a strawberry cherry. Have you ever heard of a strawberry cherry? No, I yeah. have not. I went into uh, the grocery store and there they were. And it's a strawberry cherry. It didn't, no explanations, no explainers, and bought a bag. Oh, delicious. Okay, wait. So I, have, I, have, good.
2: I have hundreds of questions. Uh, <laughs> is it more like a strawberry or cherry in the sense of does it have a cherry pit in the middle? Yeah, it's a
1: cherry pit. It's more like a cherry for sure. Okay. For sure. I don't know what the strawberry, like I say, I don't, I'm you know, and, and I know one of our Fruit Talk, uh, you know, mega fans will write in to say, oh, no, it's just, that's just the name. There's no strawberry in, at all. But it definitely had a very unique taste and it was so good. So good. Oh. This is,
2: this is a potentially huge breakthrough in fruit technology because the cherry, I love cherries. I love yep. a good cherry, but the taste of a cherry is a little bit potent. It's Mm -hmm. a little bit, it can be a little bit overwhelmingly sweet to the palate. And so I can imagine cutting that taste a little bit with a different fruit, like a strawberry might take the edge off of the cherry, in a in a very appealing way.
1: I'll tell you what, it was the sort of cherry that you can like binge eat. Like, like you could eat like a, like you would run, you would you would lose track of eating them because they're so delicious and wow. and yeah. So strawberry cherry again, don't know. Maybe they're just maybe they're just riding on the strawberry name, which you know you couldn't blame them for doing that if if that's what they're doing. But if there's any strawberry in it, I'm just telling you, it's delicious. I'm Do just... we think
2: this is a strawberry or a cherry?
1: <laughs> I it's gotta be. Well see if it's cherberry Yeah, str- I guess it would be
2: cherry? Astereri?
1: It's not because it's definitely more cherry. It's got okay. the cherry's gotta start there. And you can't a cha- really call
2: how it. A a cha-
1: <laughs> how about a
2: chari? A okay. chari.
1: What do you think? Like
2: C-H-A-W. a w <laughs> a char A <laughs>
1: All right. Delicious on the strawberry cherry. Okay. Honestly, I, I don't think we could give you a better answer than that. All right, Andy Hogan's it gets our Andy Hogan gets our second question, and Andy wants to know, is the mango this is a good one. Is the mango the toughest food to prepare that's still worth the trouble?
2: I mean, yeah, absolutely that, yes. well, Ab- I it, think absolutely, yes. This is exact. <laughs> you have nailed it, right? ok. and and by the way, two things about mangoes. number one is, my my daughter uh, whose birthday it is today happy birthday to my yes, daughter she's turning 11, 11 years old so 11 exciting. years old so her mango is unquestionably her favorite fruit and the the process of preparing the mango for her to eat is infuriating it's the peeling <laughs> it's hard. and and the and the cutting of the fruit off of the off of the pit uh, or the core whatever you want to call it it is really hard the mango when it's really ripe is often almost too soft to kind of cut into like discrete chunks, yeah, you know, that's true, that's but, true. But oh my god, is it's a such fresh a good, mango delicious? It's such a good fruit, it's such and a good fruit. It's such a good fruit, and but so I, I, I am always annoyed when it, we, my wife or I, has to prepare the mango for the consumption. <laughs> but man, oh man, I'm always like hovering over her plate, and uh, my dad, who is a tax attorney. Used to call it the the dad tax. It was just like you get yes, he gets yes. he gets fifteen percent or so of, right. of all food <laughs> given to the, his children, and uh, uh, there is a huge dad tax levied on fresh mango. And by the way, oh. also not only is it is it the best fruit, it, or rather, is it the fruit that is the hardest to prepare that is still worth it? It's also the best dried fruit, in my opinion. I don't think Ooh. there's any dried fruit better than dried mango. Dried mango is. The best snack
1: that is dried mango is a good fruit. There are a few that I really like. I know you're not as big a dried fruit fan as you are, uh, you know, like some of these other dried fruits. Uh, the only one that I would throw in there as a potential uh, uh, competitor to the mango is the pineapple.
2: Yeah. And the coconut might be, well, I'm not even, I'm not even sure coconut's coconut worth the same it. Way. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: Right. I don't know that it's worth it. Pineapple's worth it. Fresh pineapple unbelievably delicious
2: and very hard to prepare
1: and very hard to prepare. So that would be, that would be, that'd be the, they both be in the final four.
2: For Those sure. are your contenders. Your yes. Contenders I, are, <laughs> I think, I think mango is the one seed. Pineapple is the two seed. Coconut is the four seed. Who's yeah. the three seed for, for hard to prepare, but still worth it.
1: Well, it depends on whether or not somebody loves cantaloupe or melon. Right. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. you know, and there'll be men. I think, the majority of people, I happen to really like cantaloupe. Uh, there, but I think I don't think it's a very popular fruit.
2: I don't think people yeah, like it. Yeah, it's it's more like the filler in the fruit salad that than it is its own. Yeah,
1: salad. and and you always see it like when you go to breakfast bars or something like the tray of of cantaloupe is always quite full. Like that doesn't yeah, you know you it's not you a see, not a big you, seller. Yeah, right. You see the strawberries like you're down like to the last like three nibs of, of strawberry, but but the uh, cantaloupe always seems to be quite. Uh, full, but it is hard to prepare. It's probably like a seven seed maybe on this, right?
2: Yeah. I, maybe, so maybe you move coconut up to the three seed, it's not gotta because be it's three. great, but because it's hard. It, it is the, the difficulty of preparation bumps it up to the three seed, I would say.
1: Yeah. I think that's right. I think, I think that's right. And Most of the others are not that difficult to prepare. Now, certain things are more difficult to prepare if, if like for my, like my daughter loves apples, but hates the peel. So you, got, you have to. I actually oh, that's a bummer, peel. man. I know. Peel's the,
2: peel's the best part.
1: I kind of agree with you. I mean, but I will say I don't know if I felt that way when I was younger. Yeah. But but as I've gotten older, the the yeah, that's what provides the crunch and the and yeah. the you know the tastiness. But anyway, so we have to peel the apple for her. All
2: right. Now now, just to check in really briefly, we've decided we're going to hold this to under an hour, and we've been talking about fruit <laughs> for seventeen minutes. Are, well, wait. We it gets
1: worse. It it gets worse because. We have a special guest who just checked in, literally just checked in. What a surprise. It's like a surprise podcast segment, uh, and we already have music for it.
0: Checking in on Kansas City with Jason Kander.
1: Jason Kander is here to check in on Kansas City. Jason, welcome
0: oh my god this is so exciting first a couple of things i was excited when i got the link i was like oh they're doing zoom now and then i popped up with video and i was like oh yeah joe and mike still aren't on the video it's no
1: we 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 don't do video we we don't i
0: forgot about the rules i apologize (laughs) i'm I'm gonna turn my video on hey oh hey all right i'll turn mine on too. now we're we're all on video (laughs) Oh look, (laughs) joe you're wearing a royals polo i actually thought to myself are, are y'all doing social media clips now? Should I go put on my Royals hat? Like, We're not it... doing
2: social media clips. What <laughs> is wrong with a you? Video Wait, we're barely the recording the audio for this. <laughs> What is wrong with you, he says.
1: <laughs> by uh, the way, by, by this scene video, this is the first time I've seen Mike in 17 years. <laughs> look, at, look at his microphone. That is a very fancy microphone. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, legit. I, I have the... mine here as a prop, but I'm not running it to the- Oh. Wow. To
2: their computer
0: should i change that no, <laughs> no why, no, why would you
2: wait just just to just so because we're not doing social media clip just so everyone understands jason is currently sitting in front of a very professional looking <laughs> microphone that is not on I why just re- would you not use it if well, you, why would you talk into it if it's not on i just recorded my podcast and i used it and i've tried
0: in the past when i've done the podcast i've been like do you all want me to send you my separate audio f-? and you're like no we don't well, it's basically like what is wrong with you and so now <laughs> it just sits here all la larry king's mic back in the day on the CNN show that was clearly just it's a purely product.
2: purely decorative well purely de- I, de- I, yeah. I i do like the idea that you use the professional mic for your own podcast <laughs> and then you come on this one and you're like eh, whatever my crappy if 12 year old uh, Apple uh, earphones are fine for the podcast, I mean, you're I'll not use, wrong. Not wrong,
1: true. not wrong at all. I'll use the mic if y'all no,
0: no, church it no. up around here a little bit. I no, just don't. No, like- I
2: think you should, I think you should. We've now have a couple minutes of audio of you with your crappy all old, right, let's, let's, uh, turn, it on. <laughs> let's, let's <laughs> turn it on and see what <laughs> okay. happens.
0: All right, let me see, let me. Uh, this is, uh, record. by the way, this okay. is stirring podcasting yeah, right Let's here see. what we're doing right now here. all right what about here can you hear me you're yeah, so it's much a, better does it sound better, better? <laughs> all right well there you go i'm just uh, <laughs> yeah i guess i could have done that from yeah, the start that,
1: that literally sounds
2: five thousand well, times times hey it,
0: the it, podcast is back with all new <laughs> technology
2: <laughs> you it's it's the intake is too loud though you got to turn down your intake because you're all you're popping Oh, the, don't, i idea. don't i don't know how
0: to do that i could ask my wife to come up here or i could just talk like this
2: or maybe oh, we, that would help we, we, we could we back up from your, your mic here, by like yeah
0: okay how I'll about this back. right here i'll stand up straight and uh, is that better
2: <laughs> yeah it's a billion <laughs> look at that times better.
0: mike sure emmy winning screenwriter podcaster and sound engineer oh
2: yeah he does
1: everything he does it all impressive the podcast. he has for 73 years so yeah i've been doing the show that's right well all
0: 72 right. The, that was a warm-up year <laughs> well,
1: well the first year we did it it was actually a radio show that yeah. followed the shadow I'm not <laughs> it, it was, was
2: an old-timey it was <laughs> an old-timey radio serial yeah
1: remember when a... we used to use all of those sound effects like yeah know, the we, hammer
2: we, and like we used washers we ran a fork <laughs> up a washer when someone was Whatever. All right, so Jason, you're here to check in about the the city of Kansas City. Is that what we're doing? It's like
1: an overall Kansas City. I think it's Royals, but, but but he's gonna he's gonna do this all the time. So he's gonna check in on the Chiefs. He's gonna check in on barbecue. What do you got for us today, Jason?
0: Well, first, can I just say this is awesome. Like <laughs> one. I have missed the podcast so much and I've just been checking the feed. Like, when do I get to hear it again? I mean, to the point where on my podcast we did a draft because we just missed your drafts so much. And then you tweeted, like, it's coming back. What are the segments? And I jokingly this morning am like, Hey, you need to check in Kansas city sports with Jason Cander. And then within minutes you text me, Joe, and you're like, we doing this? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And then, and then the next thing you text me like 20 minutes later is the gym- Single and I just it's dreams come true. All right. You ready? I made notes. I want to do this all. All right.
1: This is so exciting. This, this is so exciting. Right.
0: Okay. Here's a, here's a check-in all things, Kansas city, uh, mostly Royals. The Royals are currently 36 and 53. That's not great. Uh, we had the best record in baseball at the beginning of may. If you Remember recall, yeah. it was, Oh, it was wonderful. We thought it would never end. Uh, but since then we've had three separate losing streaks of 163 games each. Right. Um, Uh, now Perez and Merrifield, they continue to be incredible and then Mondesi, he is that friend you have who like ghosts you for months and then just when you're ready to stop trying and you're like, I'm done with this guy, he shows up and gives you a weekend of undivided attention and you remember that he is the best hang in your entire life and you're never going to quit him. That's Mondesi like, I don't know how the guy is doing this he gets hurt and then he's out for like a month and then he comes back and it's like three home runs, it's like mid-season form, and then he's hurt again. Like, I don't know how you do that. Um, And then, you know, we got other guys in the supporting task, Ben Attendee, Santana, they're kind of doing their thing. We got guys that are having really bad down years. You got to have a special kind of down year, the kind Jorge Soler is having, for me to be like that poor millionaire like like he's having the kind of year where like I know how good things are in his life and I know where he's come from and I'm sure he's very grateful for where he is and I just like like a, like a struggling kid on my on my son's little league team you know or something I just want to wrap my arms around Jorge Soler I just feel so bad for him the big uh like idea in a way behind this season was one that I admittedly was a big fan of, which I refer to as the Ocean's Eleven strategy, which is to say they went back and they got Gerard Dyson, they got Wade Davis, they got Holland, they even got Escobar in the minor league system. It was like, let's bring back the 2015 crew. And somebody had a great tweet about it. They said, I figured it out. Oh, my God, the Royals are going to rob Terry Benedict's casino, you know, and (laughs) I was like, that's genius. I really had to figure out who that is and credit them i gotta be honest from a fan's perspective i've loved it it hasn't worked tremendously um you know pitching's been pretty inconsistent we can go through it what i'll tell you is this about the royals um i just went with my brother and we both took our sons and we went to watch the double a team play because that's what you do when you're in a rebuild and we went and we watched the double a team play and i'll tell you bobby witt jr there you go and, and nick prado you're going to be hearing those names in the coming years um, if we don't trade them, which I'm sure we won't, I hope. And uh, that's pretty amazing. So that I got more for y'all, no, but no, that's it, the Royals I, part.
1: No, no, I like it. I like it because we have a question for you. We have a direct question because of, you know, as we come back here on all-star week uh, there is a direct question, but yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Bobby Witt Jr. Cause uh Wow, that guy's going to be unbelievable. He's going to be so good. But here's our question for you. And I know Mike's going to want to jump in on this too. How did you feel as a Kansas Cityan watching uh, Salvi Perez in the home run derby hit 28 home runs? One, not advanced because he happened to be set uh, lined up against Pete Alonso, who is a super freak and ridiculous and absurd. And two, I don't believe ESPN still has mentioned his name the entire time since they spent the entire time talking to Pete Alonzo. All right. How is a Kansas city fan? What, what, what was your response?
0: All right. I want to, I want to bifurcate this response. I'm going to tell you my response because I'm like a normal, not normal. That's the wrong word to use. Cause it, it casts aspersions and other, and also I'm not, uh, what I would say is I'm just one of those people who tends to see all sides of things. So look, I get it. Alonzo had just hit more home runs in a round than anybody else. They were interviewing him. I get it. Uh, now, that's my objective view. Now, let me channel what's going on on sports radio here, what's going on in, in royal social media. And, and I'll just tell you this. It is an outrage, Joe. It is an outrage. <laughs> it is disrespectful to the city of Kansas City. We are the city of fountains, the Paris of the plains. Right. And that is Salvador Perez, who is one of the most joyful. This part I, I do agree with. Uh, all that other stuff about Kansas City, too. But, you know, the tone. Anyway, yes. he is just one of the most joyful, most talented, most wonderful human Humans playing the game and he is due his respect uh i do agree with all those things but probably not with the level of outrage that most folks around here are are expressing
2: i want to say um that i kind of liked it better when jason was using his crappy old uh, iphone headphones <laughs> because the <laughs> intensity the intensity of this microphone i'm trying or, to stay back <laughs> with combined with the intensity of his Salvador Perez takes is like overwhelming me. I can't, I'm like, I'm, be, I'm being, you know, remember the, is it real or is it Memorex ad? Yeah, where yeah, I'm yeah. Sitting in the chair with his hair blowing back. That's the level of intensity coming through this. It's
1: going to be like an Ella Fitzgerald and the, the glass is going to break. Like it's going to just like, but also, you agree, the,
2: you agree with that take, though, don't you? I, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't take. No, I don't agree at all. Uh, but I will say that the best moment of the All Star game was when Perez was up, and the pitch, whoever was pitching, the pitch got away from him and sailed over his head, and then he like motioned as if he was going to charge the mound. Like that's <laughs> what the, that is what the All Star game should be. The All Star yes. game should be nothing but goofing around. The best moments of the game were that. The moment where Vlad Guerrero Jr. went over and hugged Shirley. Yeah, I was going to say. Yep. That almost awesome. took his head off with the line drive. Like, yep. it should be nothing. The, oh. the, the best example ever is Bonds and Torrey Hunter when Torrey right. Hunter robbed the home run. Like, that's what it should be. That's what makes you feel like that game is worthwhile when these guys are goofing around or when Tatis was mic'd up and Vlad that was hit the the thing. 400. That's the, yeah. That was those, the moment. Those moments are so fun because it makes you feel like they're actually enjoying themselves instead of just. Fulfilling some kind of contractual duty. The best stat ever. They talked about this on Dan Lambertard's show the other day, and I think they met. They got close to mentioning it during the game, but the best stat ever was that Pete Alonso uh, he makes. He's still on league minimum. He's only in yes. his third year, right? Oh so he, wow! So he's made a total of like one point two million or something playing baseball, <laughs> and, and has made million. two million from winning All Star home run, which is incredible. <laughs>
0: it should that, be like its, its own
2: best. circuit it's like its well, own circuit like like in golf
1: i love that stat but i also will say this pete alonzo is better at the home run derby than he is at baseball because he's better at the <laughs> yeah. home run derby than anybody is at anything else like i that is yeah he is he's like taken over like for years mike and i always said that steph curry is better at shooting a basketball than anybody else is at anything else and I think now Pete Alonso is better at hitting at the the Home Run Derby than anybody else is at
2: anything else.
0: Personally, I'd like to see an event where the contestants in the Home Run Derby have a slam dunk contest. Oh,
1: Um, (laughs) and vice versa.
0: And vice versa. (laughs) um, And vice versa. Somehow Otani wins, by the way, in that scenario. I'm not sure. He
1: wins all things because he is the greatest. All right. All right. uh, Do you have any other Kansas City thoughts for us?
0: Yeah. Well, look, I, I gave you so much, you know, like, doom and gloom about the, I wanted to end on, uh, you know, and up like what keeps us going here. And that is, uh, we still have Patrick Mahomes in Kansas yeah. city. We I still have Patrick Mahomes. Yep, yep. Yep. And also Ted Lasso just got 20 Emmy nominations. And we take that really as a city victory. I mean, oh, yeah. honestly, oh, yeah. like we did success is our success as a city. And we feel like that show is basically about us, despite the fact that it's set literally across the ocean. Um, and then finally, self-serving plug, I am currently batting 355 with a 1.002 OPS in my over-30 wood bet baseball league. Whoa! And I just want to throw that out Whoa. there.
1: Whoa, all right. Um, I thought you were going to plug your podcast or
0: something. I know, yeah, I got a podcast called Majority54. Tune in anytime. But again, I'm raking.
2: I literally cannot believe that you calculated your OPS. <laughs> yes, you
0: can! Yeah, that is a lie. You can believe it. <laughs> That is that is the least truthful thing you've said.
1: All right, last Kansas City (laughs) question for you on the um, sort of Q rating of Kansas City. You know the 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 high end Q rating current standings. Sedakis or Paul Rudd?
0: Uh, I'm biased because I'm I'm pretty close with with Jason. so I'm just, I don't think I can, I don't think I can be objective here. I, uh, current standings, I think it's easy to say as a general rule, like Paul Rudd sort of vibrates in the culture in a place where he's probably, you know, particularly in Kansas city, where he's done the thing where like after uh, I think the wild card game, maybe in 14, he was interviewed and he was like, Kager hey, at my mom's house. Like he definitely had that sort of Kansas city mascot thing going. Um, but in this moment where the entire world is in love, with Ted Lasso and rightfully so. Um I think that you know Jason uh I think Jason's number one in the power rankings and I say that uh as I mentioned very objectively.
2: Yes. Yeah um, <laughs> you said the opposite
0: no 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 I'm pretty sure that what I said was I'm very objective. I mean really look I, I'm also I'm friends with Paul's mom because Kansas City's not an enormous town. Sure. Uh so I guess you could say uh no I don't know man like <laughs> I don't know. Look, I, I'm not, I'm not objective. I'm literally growing a mustache right now. I yes. mean, it's, I mean, it's Ted Lasso time, baby.
2: I think it's fair to say that right at this moment, Ted Lasso's bigger than anything that Rudd has done in the last six months or a year or whatever. And maybe oh, yeah. there'll be another Ant-Man movie or something next year. And then, and then Paul will ascend to his, his normal uh, perch atop the Kansas city throne. But I think you're right. I think right now, uh, it's I think it's Dagas by a nose, but and
0: for, for that to happen, Paul has to center Kansas City in a creative project. That's oh. the thing, like because because if because when you watch, and maybe people, other people don't detect it as much when they watch the show, but if you're from here, when you watch Ted Lasso, like everything in that you just see Kansas City reflected in everything from T-shirts to I uh, I'm I'm using too much of my segment, but I'll give you a quick a quick uh, anecdote um, when like, I don't know, two years ago, Jason was here in town and we were uh, just hanging out, playing darts actually at a at a, at a a bar where uh, it was me and him and like three of his high school buddies. And one of his high school buddies was like, hey, I started this little t-shirt company, right? And so he gets out these t-shirts and he gives, a he gives one of the t-shirts to me, gives it to Jason. And what it is, it's like, it doesn't really matter, but it's a fun little gimmicky thing that shouts out several of the most popular barbecue joints in town. Sure. And, you know, it's a cool T-shirt. I wear it occasionally. didn't think much of it. And then uh, Diana and I are sitting there watching the show. And in one of the most crucial scenes, what's Jason doing? He's wearing that T-shirt, right? And I immediately text him, like, you are the best, dude. And he is. And that's the thing. is like, Jason's like, oh, I have this creative vehicle that a lot of people see. Obviously, I'm going to take the opportunity to help my friend Brendan's, like, little side hustle T-shirt company. And now that T-shirt, very popular, particularly in Kansas City. And so that's the kind, like, if Paul Rudd wants to take that position away, you got to do that kind of stuff. That's the stuff you got to do. So
1: literally doing a Marvel movie is not going to get him to the top, unless it's like a Marvel movie at some point he mentions uh, having gone to KU or something.
0: Hey, uh, there's a Marvel character. What's his name? Star-Lord Peter Quill, who's supposedly from Missouri. Like, that's that's about as close as a shout out of we've gotten in the MCU. (laughs) And honestly, you know. I, I can't say I would tell Paul because I don't really know him, I, I might I might tell his mom next time yeah, I see yeah. her like, hey, <laughs> he could give us a little love in, you know, yeah. the so, could yeah. give us just a little- to
2: be clear, though, the thing that you admire about Sudeikis is that he essentially manufactured a like a sweetheart payola deal <laughs> for your buddy where he promoted this guy's right. t-shirt but, um, yeah my buddy yeah his
0: his his buddy who's now my buddy who's uh like i think a, a math teacher at a local high school yeah i think that's pretty cool man <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right well this has been uh <laughs> jason Cander, the kansas this City is Jack so Kander. great
0: i'm so glad the podcast is back i love you guys i can't wait to listen to this especially the last few minutes i think they were gold
1: they were gold. They they were
0: definitely gold. Thanks, as Jason. Close,
2: as close to gold as anything that this podcast actually achieved. I yes.
0: got a jingle. I'm so excited. All right. See y'all. Thanks. Bye,
2: Jason. Later. 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 Bye.
1: All right. So that was... Uh, what do you think of that segment? We going keep
2: it? I mean... <laughs> It's exactly as good as any other segment we've done. I, I he needs to learn how to modulate his he mic, does. though, man. He does. That was, it was too that, powerful. Jason is a very intense guy, and if you add intense mic to the intense guy, you get like. <laughs> too intense you know what i mean like i feel like i'm worried about people listening to this on headphones because they're going to have their their, their eardrums blown yeah. out
1: no it, yeah. look he brings intensity he brings intensity to the uh jason Cander kansas city check-in segment
2: <laughs> that we just invented all
1: right uh so you know what we only have time because that went long. I mean, is that a surprise to you that our segments are going no, long? No, of course not. No.
2: No. Well, how much time do we have? What are we doing? We, we, we're like 30 minutes in or something. Yeah, right? we're 30, about 35
1: minutes in. minutes in, so we're, we're not right. doing
2: – So we got, we got 25, 24 and a half minutes.
1: <laughs> so we got a few things. All right, so let me let me throw it. All right, first of all, uh, we got a segment request. This is interesting mm. to me. It's a segment request from uh, K2 is what uh, the person calls themselves. Uh, they are saddle. They are a saddle Leafs fan, sad Leafs fan saddle, sad Leafs fan 89. I know you guys don't watch a lot of hockey, but can there be a, have the Leafs won a playoff series yet segment? The answer is no. And then move on to the next segment. So do the, do the, the Maple Leafs and their sad, sad, sad existence deserve and merit, uh, its own segment.
2: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Have
1: the uh, Leafs uh, won a playoff series? Uh,
2: I don't think they have.
1: No, no, no. The answer is no. There, there you go. We. By the way, I do want to say this. This, I, you know, don't mean to bring this down, but, but I do want. There is a moment I, I want to say. So, all of our music, of course, is done by the great David Von Campen. Uh, and uh, David literally did the Jason Kander music in five minutes. I sent him a thing and said, "Hey, Jason Kander is going to be on and doing this Kansas City segment," and he literally sent one. Uh, David is actually going through a little bit of a health issue. Um, don't need to go into details, but, uh, did want to say, uh, David is the greatest and, uh, we're, uh, thinking about you and, uh, you're, uh, I'm not going to stop bothering you for music. I mean, no. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, the show must go on, but, uh, we are, he, 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 is really going through something and, uh, he's strong and I know he'll pull through it. He's got great family support, but, uh, I did want to mention that. There you go.
2: Uh, there you go. And uh, let me add in a much less serious note that um, I hate. Uh, we've talked about this before. I hate all lengthy championship droughts. Yes. In sports. Yes. And I, I root. I root. I always if I don't have a rooting interest, I will always root for the team that has the longer drought, um, and, which is why I was pulling for England in the Euros. Right. It's why I would pull for. The uh, well, pretty- Cleveland baseball team, or the Mariners in baseball, I got any any team that has a long drought. I want that drought to end. Wow. And this is obviously comes from my origin story being a Red Sox fan, and how and the joy that I felt. And I and I, I don't watch hockey, but I was pulling so hard oh, for, for the Montreal oh Canadiens, and I will and I will continue to pull hard in hockey for any Canadian. franchise from Canada <laughs> right. because this is getting ridiculous. It's worse. It's this terrible. Is, it, it. I mean, the the number of teams that have no business even having a a uh, number of cities that have no business having a hockey team that have won the <laughs> Stanley Cup since Canada last won it. It is. It's Tampa. Like twice. Four times. Well, like the
1: last two, though. I mean, like
2: the last two. <laughs> come on. And the Dallas Stars <laughs> and, the, and the Florida Panthers and the, whoever the Phoenix, whatever they are's Coyotes. Yep. Uh This is absurd, man. Yeah. These these. These ridiculous southern U.S. hot weather cities have no business winning hockey championships. (laughs) And and I don't think uh, we can fully advance as a society until Canada wins the cup again. Could not agree more.
1: I think it is actually the most painful drought in sports right now. It's because it's the whole country. It's all of the teams there, right?
2: Well, it's at least comparable with England in major tournaments, right? Because England goes back to sixty six. How about that? When was when? When's the last Canadian Cup? It's Edmonton. Who is it? Uh, I think it was Montreal. It might have been ninety six, maybe. Is that right? Okay, so that's not that's. I mean, England, England. You're talking yeah, but, about 1960s, right? But there's
1: not a but there's not a major tournament every year like there is in the NHL, right? So so True, I bet the numbers it's every other year. Yeah, that England lost, by the way. Oh <laughs> I mean, man! Oh, my man.
2: my gosh! I mean, that's yeah. uh that, they. Well, they scored two minutes in, and then they did the thing that soccer teams do when they have a one goal lead with like 11 minutes left which is like they just fell back to a defensive position and stopped trying to possess the ball or score and i was watching it thinking like it's a little early for the run out the clock (laughs) play like it's if they've got a you've got 88 minutes yeah 88 minutes exactly i mean what are we doing and they also you know we were texting through this with brandon mccarthy who was saying like they need jordan henderson uh, and Jack Grealish to to serve Harry Kane yeah. because Harry Kane disappeared. can't. He dis- he disappeared, and they eventually bring in Henderson and Grealish, but like it seemed like way too late. Yeah, and, uh, I, it is such a bummer because I think Gareth Southgate did a really great job the whole tournament. He managed that young team really well, and they beat Germany, and they and they and then people were like, well, are they going to fall apart to one of these teams? They should beat like Ukraine or whatever. No, they demolished yep. them. They de- they beat Denmark pretty easily, and then and it's like, man, this is actually the right combination of of. Of coach and and uh, young uh, in a team that like doesn't care about the past right. and all that sort of stuff, and then it's just the same exact well, it's, playbook it's that the England's well, run and, forever. And how
1: about every one of his coaching decisions at the end being, you know, him putting Man. those two, you know, in late just basically for the uh, for the penalty kicks and both of them missing. I mean, it was just it's brutal. it's it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. By the way, it was 1993 that the Montreal Canadiens won the okay. last so that's that's a long time <laughs> that long that time, needs to man. end that needs to end yeah all right yankee minute again we're going to go to a question from brian kraus are there any yankees this is such an easy one but let's throw it in there anyway are there any yankees past or present who you truly like when they were on the yankees no, no, I don't. Why? What are you talking about?
2: What, you, what kind of question is that? That's, 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 this is the, this is the worst question we've ever gotten. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, whoever you are. It's you're, you're asking for an impossibility. Right. You're basically saying, is there any antimatter that you could hold in your hand? That's the, that's the question. That's the question you're asking.
1: That's, yeah, that's pretty much right. That's pretty much right. It, have there been? Are there any Yankees now, past Yankees, that you have any respect for? Well, there probably are a couple that have ended up on the Red Sox. But, like, are there any... Like, I saw a commercial the other day, or actually last night during the All-Star game. Uh, I saw a commercial featuring Mariano Rivera. It's not a great commercial, but it's fine. And I thought to myself, if Mariano Rivera had been played for any other team, and I'm not talking about post-career Mariano, where he's, you know... Been a little outspoken or whatever, but if he had played for any other team, I would have like really liked him because like he the way yeah. he carried himself, how cool he was, one pitch. Obviously, him being the Yankees made him the worst, the absolute worst. So the question is, can you appreciate a guy like Mariano Rivera after he uh, is no longer? Yeah,
2: a I mean he he was always the guy that even when he was on the team, you you kind of couldn't help but yeah. admire. Yeah. I mean here's my question for you though, yeah. right? Because. Mariano famously one pitch, incredible control, blah, 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 blah. Mariano threw like 91, 92. Yeah. He did not throw 98 no. or 99. No. He threw like in the low 90s, and he just he had the cutter that that just broke the bats of left handers, and he had the sort of other version of the cutter that kind of sailed up and away to lefties, kind of in on right handers. Crazy. He moved it up and down, he hit every corner, whatever, right? Here's the question, though. In this day and age in 2021 put mariano in his prime he's obviously still going to be great is he the same amount of great Good i don't question. know that he is Good because question. you see these guys now like kenley jansen is basically mariano he really only throws a cutter right uh and 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 but he also he doesn't anymore but in his prime threw harder than mariano yeah, yeah, he threw yeah. 95 96 right but then you see these guys like Corbin Burns or Josh Hader or whoever, who are throwing a hundred, hitting a hundred, oh, and, or and Jordan Hicks throws a hundred four or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, with with crazy movement, and I'm not sure that it seems almost sacrilegious to say this, but I'm not sure that Mariano is Mariano if he's playing today instead of in the in the 90s.
1: Well, I think it's such odds. an interesting question because that doesn't... It's not that long ago, but it is, right? right? I mean, you know, I mean, you think like, oh, he just finished, but I mean, he's already in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's been retired for more than five years and, and really was in his prime in, you know, 2000. I mean, it's that's 20 yeah. years ago. Um, I don't... I think that pitch was so ridiculous with the movement. I think... It had a a different kind of movement even than, like, a Kenley Jansen. I think it just – it was so unpredictable no matter how many times you saw it. I think that was sort of the miracle of it was that it, like – he threw the same pitch again and again, but it was never the same pitch ever. And, like, the greatest hitters in the world would break their bats on it constantly. I still think he'd be great. But how great? Would he be Hall of Fame great? Would he be, you know –
2: I don't think he's first ballot unanimous, well, unanimous Hall of Fame. That's, great. The thing, that's right. I I really don't. I think that the the pitching has gotten so advanced and the and the the guys who come in every single we've talked about this so many times but every single bullpen, the worst bullpens in the league have guys who throw 98, 99 and have very good control and the, I I do think that there's that he was the guy who was like he was twenty years ahead of his time. Yes. Playing twenty years before batters had caught up to what was going on. I, and, he was
1: a he was know. a freak in his time. I think that's right. Yeah. I think he was a freak and and but I will say the other thing I would say in his behalf is nobody's come along like him. You know, I mean like yeah. nobody's come along that throws I mean, there are great cutters, but nobody comes has come along that just is like year after year after year. He throws the same pitch, and he's and he just dominates the way that he did. So
2: no nope, nobody nobody has come along who routinely gets three outs on ten pitches. It's crazy. Like it, that was the other thing about him, and we've talked about this too, is he could throw every day because he never had a long inning yeah. ever. He just he threw it was, it was it was always like strike one, foul ball, strike three. Strike one, ground out. <laughs> strike one, strike two. Ball one, pop strike up three. off like the a, yeah. broken
1: bat. Yeah. Roller yeah. back to him. Yeah, no. Yeah, was, he
2: would throw nine or ten pitches yeah, in an inning. It was an absurd. An, an, yeah.
1: And then in the playoffs, I mean, then he would throw two innings and he would throw eighteen pitches. I mean, it was just <laughs> it's nuts. All right. All right. Uh, last segment is a new segment that we just invented. We already have music for. Five questions. Where we get five questions from our uh, you know group, and uh, and we'll do this one every week if we can. So if you want to keep sending those questions in, we'll try to get them. All right, here we go. Uh, Rob wants to know. Well, this is sort of a direct question: Is Sepinwall allowed back, or does the ban cross platforms?
2: Great question. Oh, I hadn't <laughs> thought about this. Man, this is does something... he get? Is this like a legal? Kind of like technicality, right? Right. Where the he... ban only applied to, like the podcast with Joe Posnansky (parentheses the Athletic) and <laughs> (parentheses). And now that we're renaming it, there's like a new legal, like if if in other words, if Sepinwall had a good lawyer, right? Could he get off on this technicality? Could he be re- released from prison?
1: I think he does have a good lawyer. I, that, that's my guess. I mean, I'm just guessing. Allen is pretty lawyered up. Um and that's gonna be tough. That I mean, here's the question. Do we wanna keep fighting it in court?
2: Yeah, right. Is it <laughs> is it just like are we too exhausted to keep going? Is he just gonna wear us down? Is he gonna that's just der- tie us I, up? I, I'm gonna say I can't quite answer this yet. We we'll need to think on this. Yeah. We'll need to th- this is a this is a this is an alarming development, <laughs> frankly. And, and I mean may- <laughs>
1: We we can't. Do, we're not even getting guidance from from uh, from the commissioner. I mean, we're not no, even getting I, guidance on this.
2: Well, we texted Gadell. Just texted Gadell, <laughs> and he was like, "I can't help you with this. This is on you."
1: <laughs> All right, libel wants to know. Libel, L E I B E L wants to know. This is great. Is Mike Trout a bad face of baseball because we need an interpreter to understand his weather talk? <laughs> <laughs>
2: For those of you who don't know, this is a reference to <laughs> Stephen A. Smith saying that Shohei Otani, a, maybe the most dynamic athlete of our lifetimes, <laughs> was not a good that. face of baseball because he needed an interpreter when he gave interviews. Yeah, he's apologized. Uh, uh, in a In a he has apologized. Well, first, first he said. <laughs> Tune in to First Take tomorrow for my apology, which was a crazy move. Like that that's is bold. a tr- that's bold. A you say that's bold a bold move. move. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, but he has apologized. Uh, it is it, it in the sports landscape of dumb things that people uh, say about baseball. It was a it shown as an exa- as a, like it a re- it was a it was a really highly polished twelve carat diamond of stupid <laughs> to say that. Uh, so. Mike, yeah, I think Mike Trout might be might be a bad face of baseball because he can't ever stay healthy enough these days to play baseball. <laughs> yeah, that there, might that be... hurts.
1: all right. Uh, here we go. Not a question from Dave Fetterman. He even says, not a question, but please discuss Fernando Tetis Jr.'s double jump for approximately 30 minutes.
2: Uh, I wish we could, but we're limiting <laughs> ourselves to an hour. It's that's the most oh, um the I've... greatest potential. Uh, the sort of uh, evidence for alien life. Yes, yes, on, in yes. the U.S. Right, like the, on in in the on Earth. Like I, because he jumped up. It was a line, right. high line drive. If you didn't see it, go look at it right now. Yes, immediately. he jumps up, and then he realizes that the ball is is maybe a, a foot higher than right. he can reach. So he then. <laughs> Like uh, Looney Tunes style, jumps again from the air somehow. That's right. He jump, he, he pushes off against the air that's under his feet that's and right. levitates another foot higher and and catches the ball. Yeah. Uh, wh- what did you What did you think when you saw that? Because I'll tell I, you what I thought when you're done.
1: No, I I my actual thought. Well, first of all, Looney Tunes was exactly what I thought. I thought yeah. you know that whole that whole famous Bugs Bunny you know I, I know this does goes against the laws of gravity but I never studied law like that whole thing that was like <laughs> literally my first thought but my second thought was I watch it 50 times in a row and I know people mm-hmm. say that like about different you know cool things but I did I watched it a whole yeah. bunch of times in a row and I never understood it it never made sense to me it no. is it is the most gravity defying thing I've ever seen
2: I, I had the same thought that MLB sent it out as a GIF or yes. GIF, depending on how you pronounce it. And I just I had it up on Twitter and I was, I just watched it loop for, I don't know, five minutes. <laughs> right. Right. And I and I, I made it bigger on the screen <laughs> and I slowed it down. I paused it and sort of moved the cursor back and forth to try to understand what I was looking at. And yeah. I never once came close to understanding. No, it's it, it's, it, it, it is. It's truly uh in its it's as sort of mind-boggling as the greatest optical illusion that any that's right uh, magician has ever come up with. I I, I, d- say.
1: I did think of Athla like remember when Bo Jackson ran up the fence. It was sort of yeah. like like oh what what is that? No that's not, you know. And it's really like watching Simone Biles every time like she does these things. But right. But here's the thing. It wasn't planned like those things were. I mean, even Bo Jackson's thing wasn't planned. But as he was approaching the fence, he thought, I'm going to run up the fence. And obviously, Simone Biles practices and practices. In midair, he realized that he had to go higher. Like, it it was not – there was not even one second of pre-planning. He just went, oh, I'm this high, but I have to be that high, so I'm just going to go higher –
2: yeah, so I'm going to fire my, my Iron Man suit booster <laughs> that I'm wearing. It, w- it, it looked like something out of like one of those 90s Disney baseball movies, like like uh, The Rookie, or, or yeah. not The Rookie, um, The Angels in the Outfield. Angels in the Outfield, right, where you it had like a, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it looked like a visual effect that, that, a, that a talented team of visual effects artists had put in after they had shot the footage. It, I, it will never make sense, and man, oh, man, is that dude great.
1: Oh, I love him. I love him. By the way, that's that's exactly what happened now. I'm now convinced. Halfway through, an angel lifting yeah, him up. The rest
2: that's the life. only possible explanation. For <laughs> I think it's the witnessed.
1: scientific explanation of what happened. <laughs> all right, two more. Uh, Ethan Cooper, who, who goes by Trey Vaccini on, uh, on <laughs> Twitter. All right. I love this question. Are we emphasizing the wrong word? Should we be saying all-star instead of all-star? Huh. So it so it would be all star versus all star, which is what we say now.
2: No, I don't think we are because I would say that you can you can be a star player, right? But not be an all star player. you know what I mean. Like you're a star. Like you know what I mean. Like um, you would say I don't know. uh, Pick someone at random here. Um, uh, Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield. Well, no. Well, Whit Merrifield is an all star, right? But but you would say. Uh, like on the on the Red Sox, you would say like, you know, hey Alex Verdugo is a star player. Like yeah. he's a very good player, but to be an All Star player means oh. you are you have all of the stars necessary to get you to that elite level. Gotcha. Right, All Maybe. Star player would would <laughs> would indicate that you can be an All something else player. You could be an All League player or an All oh. something player. You know what oh, I mean? Like, a, yeah. and that I think that if you're an All anything player, that is that's designation. Oh, that of could be true that greatness.
1: Yeah. But don't you think? I mean, if you're saying, let's say you're saying Fernando Tatis, that player is all star, right? I mean, like, you, like rather than he's an all star, but you're saying no, he's all star. Like well, that gives it a little I, more, a little more. For off. the
2: well, yeah, it does. But but if you're saying if you're saying that he's an all star player, then you're you're there's got to be something else that you can be that is oh, wow. less than that. So yeah. and I don't know what that would be like an all because an all world player still sounds great and sounds all great. like an all, all okay player yeah exactly <laughs> the, if the the word all implies greatness so yeah. it's hard to put in another adjective after all that would be less than all star
1: yeah that's a good point I, I I get that I get that all right time for our final question uh it is from Crit C R I T in a home run derby. Which non-Brandon McCarthy podcast guest hits the most and least home runs?
2: Right. So this, this question was texted <laughs> to me and Brandon by Joe last night. That's right. And Brandon immediately sent a gif of... <laughs> Of someone, I can't remember who was saying none, no zero, one, zero, yes. zero, zero whatever none, it was, yeah, zero,
1: yes.
2: So and and of course he's right. Like none of us could could put yeah. one out. The I think the guy who comes the closest is Offerman, right? Offerman is a very strong guy. <gasps> yes, he's and, he's and he loves baseball and he has played baseball. He, he was on the Parks and Rec softball team when we played. Was uh, he good? Was he a star? He was good. He was very good. So I'm going to say that given a little bit of training. And the right pitch in the right stadium, I think Offerman could put one out after a while. Oh, I uh, like it. Yeah,
1: Cander going to be furious. We didn't pick
2: him. He well, told Kander, us his OPS. Cander and his one oh oh two OPS are going to be angry about this. But I'm still going to say, I mean, he's, he, that is a wood bat league. He that said. is a wood bat league. He so says, maybe give him give him a give him a metal bat and maybe I, I, he can put one out. He's a strong dude. He's, he's a, like he's, he's like a, a strong wiry dude. strong dude. He's yeah. a
1: strong dude. I'm just saying that if it takes a little figuring out that like Linda Holmes will come up with a puzzle answer for how to hit it. Like she'll, she'll devise a system to hit that home run. I think
2: Linda, Linda is, a, is maybe your number two, I yeah. would say. Yeah. After By all, the ever. way, the
1: one who hits zero is Seppenwall.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, cause he's banned. He's banned from the stadium. <laughs> he's not allowed in. He's not even allowed in. Although Seppenwall's a big is- guy. He is a big guy. Yes. I I he's he's like 6-4 or something. Yeah, she, he's a, he's a, a tall. Guy. So, I'm going to I'm going to also say that the thing that really bummed me out about this question was realizing that my chances to to hit a batting practice home run were far greater when I was seventeen yeah. than they are now. <laughs> which, I, which I know like shouldn't be that surprising. But like right. when I was seventeen and actually playing baseball, yeah. I don't think I was strong enough. I was never very physically strong. I don't think I could have put one out, but I had a I had a way better chance than I do now.
1: Oh yeah. Well now we have no chance whatsoever, yeah. you know. I mean, although uh I'm I'm playing tennis. I'm playing tennis better. I'm hitting the ball harder. So I don't know. Maybe physically, I don't know. I mean, look, uh, how close are the fences?
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, are, we what at, are we at Fenway? Are we, in, are are we, we at Fenway or like, are we in Denver? Yeah. Could
1: you if you got fifty pitches? Fifty. That's a lot. And and you get to take time between. You don't have to do an hurry. Hit the green monster on a
2: fly. I, here's what I think, uh, I, because I was a very good hitter when I played yeah. baseball. Yeah. I think if you gave me, let's say, three months, yeah, where I took regular BP and like had had it like built up the the reflexes again, I think I could hit the monster on the fly once on the fly. out of fifty on once out of fifty times. I
1: think you're right. I think yeah. you're absolutely. In fact, I think we should do it. I think we just, let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's call the Fenway people. All right, here we go. We are at one hour, so we're going to cut it off. All right, it's time for one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing. It's
2: one last meaningless thing
0: to end this meaningless thing. We talk about sports and we draft things we know like how beaches are terrible places to go. No hot fruit for Michael No Diet Coke for Joe The podcast, whoa It's one last whoa
1: uh, And I'll start, because we we got to do make this quick um, I have not carried around a wallet In like a year and a half I mean, well, more than a year I mean, since, look, there was the whole year where I never left the house during the pandemic, like the rest Mm -hmm. of us. So of course I never needed a wallet. And then at that point, uh, I started, I got one of those little, not even, it's uh, it's not even a phone case. It's like a case. It's not, there's like a little slot in the back where you can keep credit cards in and you keep Mm -hmm. like three of them. And I thought to myself, God, I, well, I need my driver's license. I need one credit card and I need, you know, one other thing. And can I do that? Can I can I reduce my life to the point where I can? This will be the only thing I carry around, because uh, I don't have to carry keys, because my car actually is is operated by my phone. So I'm like, can I actually do this? And I have, I'm doing it. I've done it. I have simplified my life to that point. And I got to tell you, I never ever want to go back. No, it's the worst. It. It's the, the big worst.
2: thick chunky wallet is a, is a weird <laughs> relic of the past. Yes. Uh, you need your license. A credit card, maybe a backup credit card, just in case that one doesn't work. Right. I carry my health insurance card. Yeah, that's me.
1: what, that's the thing is trying to squeeze yeah. that in. Yeah.
2: And then I, and then I have an ID to get onto the lot where I work. Uh, and that's it. And the, but like, like the, the giant, thick, chunky wallet that, that warps your, there you go. Yeah. That warps your, the pocket of your pants. Because you've got your like grocery store card and your like CVS card and you're like this whatever that's a, that's a that's a relic that isn't we no one we shouldn't go back to that that was a bad era when we all had to carry those giant wallets so I'm with you
1: I had a million um, cards God I went yeah, through it so when I so many I'm like, really? Am I going to ever need this international magicians card? I don't think I'm going to ever need it.
2: <laughs> well, also, people used to carry business cards in. Oh yeah. And stuff. By the so way, that's that Don't
1: give me your business card. No. Please, if I if I meet you, text me something. That's fine. Don't give me your business card. I no. don't. I'll, I will throw it out as soon as I get home.
2: My one last meaningless thing. My so it's my daughter's birthday today, and I've always thought that she had a super cool birthday. Her birthday is seven fourteen ten. Ooh, and like those so it's first of all it's best deal day which rules right uh which is great but also just that combination of numbers is really cool because seven is half of 14 and then 10 is like a little exclamation point on the end of it Seven, fourteen, ten 10 is pretty good yeah. my son's is is 21808 which i also think is good that is good it's, it's like it's they're all even numbers and like the eights kind of repeat and stuff and whatever and uh i've always been a little bummed out at my birthday which is 102975. It's just like kind of clunky. Yeah, I like the actual I like the day cuz it's close it was close to Halloween but it was before Halloween yeah. so you still had something to look forward to after your birthday. Right. And uh, but like the combo of numbers isn't great. 102975 isn't, no. isn't amazing. I think if it were like 102075 that would be cool or 102575 or something. But 1020 the 29 really kind of messes everything. Yeah, twenty nine you know?
1: doesn't you can't do anything with it. You can't no, do anything with like it.
2: It's like an it's an awkward number. There's no great um baseball players who are numbered twenty nine or football players. It's not a good football player jersey number. You know, <laughs> it's like just it's just
1: not no, it doesn't work. Just doesn't it doesn't quite work. And I, I was
2: I'm a little jealous of my kids because I think their birthday number combos are better than mine.
1: Yeah, they I think you're right. I think they are better. Mine's 1,867 so that's not bad one eight is really good one I mean, eight is good yeah
2: 67 is
1: fine i mean, just it's...
2: you should have been born a year later one right one would, really cool. would
1: have been awesome
2: or one eight sixty six even i think that i think there's something really about even and odd and how how oh, they, yeah you know like i think even numbers sound better in birthdays like that's why like two eighteen oh eight is cool really cool the, they're all they're all even numbers yes i don't know i, no, wish, I agree i with wish that. i had, i wish i were born I wish I were ten thirty seventy five or or ten twenty five seventy five something. Uh, yeah. There's a better. There's a there's if you have a bad birthday number combo, if you just literally toggle one, one number thing. to the right or left in in one of the numbers, you'll get a better one. You,
1: right. Then you you're right. You you're right. All right. Perfect. That could not be more meaningless. So that's yeah, awesome.
2: Totally meaningless. All right.
1: Well, here we go. We kind of kept it. Clear we're about an hour. Not too terrible. Uh, right. As always, Mike. Thank you.
2: Thanks for having me.